going on everyone? Kelly Cavallari here, one half of Seven Arrow Media, and welcome to today's edition of the Honky Tonk Highway. Fourth weekend, episode 16, I believe. So uh, I'm glad everyone has uh, been joining us. If you haven't already, please like, follow, share, subscribe, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. We're currently live on both, so thank you guys for joining us so far. Um, quick shout out to my boy Will Craig, who's back. Apparently, uh, he took a little break from his TikTok videos. He decided to come back on. Uh, if you haven't, go follow him on TikTok. Will excite you. His videos are awesome, guys. So definitely check those out. So without further ado, this man is uh, originally from Canada. Now lives in Detroit. Really didn't change much in weather. So uh, I don't know why he chose Detroit. Event director, choreographer, uh, instructor extraordinaire, good friend of mine. Currently working the front lines, but he took a little break. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Derek Steele. What's up, D? Hey, guys. How's everybody doing out there? Thanks Good. for having Thank me you on. for joining Kelly. me, man. Appreciate it. No, I, I appreciate it. Can you guys hear me? We can. We can. So uh, okay. for those who don't know you out uh, that much about you, why don't you give us a little history of how you got into line dancing? Um, started back in the mid-'90s, uh, 95, I believe it was. My mother was an instructor. Uh, basically started off with uh, um, helping her at her classes, like DJ her dances, basically. Um, 16, 17 years old, one night DJing, um, you know, kind of looking out over the crowd, seeing what's going on. Um, called my buddy up, said, Hey, you got to come help me with my mom's dance next weekend. Got to check this out. So we get there and he says, uh, what's the big deal, dude? And I says, look at that. There's a hundred people out on the dance floor and there's 99 girls and one guy. And, uh, that pretty much, you know, that pretty much started. I was like, you know, the odds are in my favor being, you know, one of two guys on the dance floor with all those, uh, all those ladies, um, you know, flash forward a few years later, my wife's a dancer. That's how I met her. Boom, boom, boom. We got married and, uh, we've been together for almost 21 years, married 19 years in, uh, two and a half weeks. So, uh, uh congrats. Uh, thank you. I'll have to send Tiffany a gift for, uh, putting up with you that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, originally from Canada, uh, yes. how did, what's it like being in the States? I know you've been here for a while, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been here, uh, 19 years, uh, actually a month ago. Um, really not a, where I'm at. I'm in Port Huron, which is about an hour North of Detroit, right on the mouth of, uh, Lake Huron. Um, basically if you know, Michigan is the thumb, we live right here in the thumb knuckle. Um, <laughs> you gotta love being able to have your state on your hand. Um, my wife is from Chicago. Um, we started looking at, you know, what was the best thing to do, move her move to Canada, me move to the U.S. At the time, it was uh, for me to move to the U.S., it was $95 and a stamp. And uh, I could work right away versus for her to move to Canada was 3000 and she could not work. And if it got denied, we lost $1,500. Um, living here in the U.S., it's in theory not much different than where I was born and raised in Wallsburg, Thamesville area, which is basically about... 45 minutes over the border. So same TV, same radio stations, you know, with the exception of, you know, we have better ketchup in Canada. So I have to go over there every now and then and import that back. Um, but the foods are the same, you know, a lot of it's, you know, it really is the same. So, Oh yeah. Especially being in Michigan, the weather didn't change. You still get the cold. No. Yeah. Still get the cold, still get the snow today. It's been raining since like midnight last night. So we're getting that cold, dreary, damp, but this weekend they're telling us it'll be 60s and sunny, so we'll see. Oh, that's nice. Um, 
Your, your buddy JP Potter wants to know if uh, Tiffany's looked into finding out how much Canada will pay to have you ship back. <laughs> uh, there, I'm, I'm seeing this now too. And uh, yeah, my wife is right. They'd have to pay to get me back there. Um, they don't want me either, I don't think. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's the conversion rate? Good one, Jim. Good one. Yes, yes. We do need the the one thing I will say I do miss, and I love when I come up there is uh, the ketchup flavored Lay's potato chips. I love those. I love it when you bring them, but when uh, people from Canada come over to your event and bring them to me, uh, that yeah, is the one yeah. thing. I'll have to get you some and send you some down there. I will gladly take them. I eat the whole bag. That's the problem. Yeah. So, uh, what made you uh, want to um, start your own event? I know you have your own event up there uh, with uh, your lovely wife Tiffany and uh, your uh, friends uh, Jason and Aaron Miller. Uh, what made y'all want to go into that uh, that realm? So back again in the late '90s, my mother had an event. And she had one major event um, over the year, which was over the Canadian Thanksgiving, which is obviously the Windy City weekend. Now, um, I helped her with that. And then she used to do three other ones, like a winter, spring and a summer event. And I kind of helped all along. <clears throat> when I came over, to, moved over to the U.S., started dancing again and what have you, I started having a one day event. Uh, my business partner and uh, best friends, Jason and Aaron Miller, they had a one day event. The one day uh, the four of us went out to dinner into the movies and I kind of leaned over to Jason and said, hey, what do you think? You want to lose a bunch of money or, you know, break even? And uh, so basically we were just, you know, the first one we set out to hopefully not lose our houses and our cars and <clears throat> and everything. But it was always something that I wanted to do um, was have that, you know, you know, four day event, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where we could get people from all over the world, all over from the country, you know, local people to get together and have a good time. Um, so it was always something in the back of my head. Um, and with that relationship with the Millers, Jason and Aaron, um, it just seemed like the right fit. Um, each, each of us bring our own special talent to the team. Um, Jason being on a financial wizard, uh, for those that have been at Motor City, um, Aaron's decorating and just her insight into what those, uh, the decorum is of the, um, uh, of the ballrooms. Um, mine was obviously dancing as long as I have and had a relationship with a lot of instructors and people within the dance world, you know, being able to go to them and saying, Hey, I'm going to try this. You know, what can you do? Can you help me out? Give me some insight, come teach, whatever. And then my wife, just the leveler of all of us, you know, with the level head saying, you know, Hey, this is a business. Let's not get crazy and spend $40,000 on, you know, balloons and instructors and everything else. Um, and then she's just got that whole, um, very personable, um, very friendly personality that she runs all the hospitality and the transportation and just making sure that she's like that final stamp, making sure the glue that holds everything together, which has been perfect for us. Yeah. Huge, uh, huge, uh, <clears throat> kudos to Tiffany for having to deal with all y'all on that weekend. Cause, uh, <clears throat> it's like going in five different directions. <laughs> But she yes. does bring the sushi, which I'm totally okay with. <laughs> she does go get the and sushi. We, and, and we love that Friday. <laughs> we do. Uh, so it's always been uh, it's always been a highlight to a lot of the instructors is having that sushi on Friday night for that meal break. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so what's it like trying to juggle? Because I know you teach at your own event. Um, what's it like to try to juggle, trying to teach and still be the instructor slash choreographer <laughs> out there with everybody and also be behind the – scenes and having to be the event director 
So let me tell you, after the first year, I learned that you have to, as an event director, you have to limit yourself. Um, my first year, you know, again, doing it almost 20 years prior to that with my mother, <clears throat> even though I was part of the event, I wasn't, I didn't have those roles and responsibilities like I do with Motor City. Um, so I had myself teaching once or twice. I think I taught, I would set myself to teach once a day. I did the opening teach Thursday and then I did Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, the first year we had some, um, instructor travel issues. And instead of like asking, Hey John, can you pick up an extra class? I just took it upon myself. Okay. I'll take it. No, no big deal. Uh, since then I've learned that, you know, the second year I backed off a class and now I've come to the conclusion that I'll do the opening teach and I will do the Saturday at, at one o'clock and that'll be the unveil of a new choreography. And that is it because it is, <laughs> there is a lot more work, um, like a lot of hands on and you know, it is really cool that we have four event directors that are so in tune with each other. Um, Jason runs the registration flawlessly. You know, Tiffany's constantly running all day long, you know, talking to people, you know, being the friendly face. Aaron is nonstop on decorations and getting stuff ready for the show. And then me just trying to make sure the instructors are getting everything they need. Um, Jason, you know, everything he needs. <coughs> Excuse me. Just everything. Um, trying to make it as perfect as we can for everybody. Um, we see everybody that comes to the event as family members. Uh, so once you come to the Motor City Dance Classic, you're you're not only a friend, you're a family member to us for life. Uh, most of the instructors know um, once they become a, an instructor at Motor City, you're always an instructor at Motor City. You're always welcome. Um, just a lot of different things um, that we can do to make everybody feel as part of the family. Um, and with me teaching so much, that just took away from that, and I didn't want that to be um, for me. Does that include even when you get instructors locked in their bathrooms? Hey, uh, you know what? <laughs> that particular gentleman, you know, there's, there, and we can share that story about, you know, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Joey Warren uh, about our old event hotel. Speaking of that, we are at a new location this year, the Somerset Inn, beautiful, gorgeous boutique hotel. Um, we'll share some of that a little bit later in the interview, I'm sure. <clears throat> um, yeah. but you know, saving grace, <laughs> I think he brought it. He brought his iPad to the bathroom. It was sitting on the sink. Sure, he said, I'm not quite sure why you bring an iPad into the bathroom. And maybe that's something when you interview Joey Warren, he can explain why you bring an iPad, <laughs> why the, the iPad was in the bathroom. With him. The phone you know, wasn't, but his iPad was <laughs> exactly, you know, I can understand a phone is in your pocket, but Joey, <laughs> What are you doing in the bathroom with an iPad? You know, saving grace. We got him out of the bathroom and he was there for his class. But, uh, yeah. you know, all kidding aside. Um, and his roommate you know, already just, left. His roommate was already down in the bar. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, that's the one thing as being an instructor, a choreographer, an event director, <clears throat> you know, a floor guy, video guy. The stuff that you get to see behind the scenes at events are just phenomenal. And obviously some of them leak out, like being locked in the bathroom. <laughs> Um, but it's always a highlight of a weekend cause there's always something that's going to happen that weekend that everybody's going to go. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Jill, Jill said he was practicing Apple Jacks in the shower. That would be a little oh. slippery. I don't know if I'd take that chance. I, you know, <laughs> there's too many sharp objects in, in a bat, in a shower. So no, I'm not taking that chance. As Jim says, some questions <laughs> we don't want answers and we're probably right. I think I actually still have video footage of when your mom surprised you. Oh, I mean, we woke sure you up. You 
Because yes. I think I think I had to go. I think I attached the GoPro mm-hmm. to the door when she opened the door and came and woke you up on Saturday yeah. morning of your event, and you didn't know she was coming. No, I think that was, uh, and I believe that was might have been year two. I don't think it was year. One. It might have been year one, but I think it was year two. And yeah, it was. It was like, year two or three because I wasn't at year one. Yeah, that was the only year I haven't been at. And that was a complete shock for sure. Not yeah. never to say the less. Like. Um, for those who don't know my mother, uh, Eartha, she was instrumental, obviously, in me doing what I do today. Um, she's been instrumental in a lot of, of the big-name choreographers that we see today. Um, at her events, you know, Jamie Marshall was there, Pedro Scott, Mark Casenza, Barry and Darianna Madro, uh, Brian Barakoskis, uh, a lot of big names that we see now that were either – big names then or working their way up to becoming big names today. Um, and she always made sure that, you know, kind of like what we do, they had everything they needed when they needed. Um, and a lot of people, you know, know my mother and I owe, I owe a lot to her, um, for the man I am today, obviously. Nice. Nice. Um, ever thought of going back and, uh, doing something in Canada? Um, there's always been a thought. <clears throat> uh, I have done a few events, uh, obviously in Canada, I've done uh, celebrate dance. I've done the Canadian line dance classic. Um, you know, I would love to, uh, obviously put an event back in my home country, but with people already having events there, you know, that's just not the right, um, right time or place. Um, if in the future something should arise, whether it's in my home area of, you know, Dresden, Wallsburg, uh, Tensor area or somewhere else in Ontario, you know, you know, only time will tell, um, you know, out West, you know, even out East, you know, I love, I love Quebec and Montreal. Uh, and I know they used to have dance events there. It seems more of a swing area. Now I don't hear of a lot of line events there. Um, but obviously, you know, Canada is always on my heart, you know, always got the maple leaf on. Um, so, you know, I would love to, if not do an event there, at least be a participant in events that are throughout Canada because I am, you know, true and true Canadian. Yeah. At least now your DJs allowed back in the country. Yeah. That's uh that's always nice. Yes. JP. See JP. There's a benefit if he goes back, you can go back now. So we, we touched on that story in JP's how he's now allowed back in Canada, which is good. Cause I believe that's where his girlfriend is now. So I believe so. I believe she's in uh, Vancouver or Victoria on the yeah, West coast so there. I know that good thing. He can go back to Canada. He can come visit you if you put an event there. Yeah. Um, so you still choreograph, you still teach. Uh, what's uh, your favorite dance you've ever choreographed? Uh, my favorite dance I've ever choreographed. Um, that's a tough one. I have a lot that I really, really like. Um, um, It'll Be is very, uh, I really, really like. Play that song. Um, music to my eyes. I just, I love that song from day one. Having the opportunity to collaborate with uh, one of the greats, Simon Ward, was unbelievable. Um, but I would, I would have to say probably Uma Thurman, um, only because that just it was kind of one of those things. That, another one of those things that kind of broke the mold again, where we were in a at that time of the choreography. There seemed to be a lot of nightclubs or slower dances, and that that song just kind of grabbed me. Um, I got to take some stuff from my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time, Pulp Fiction. Um, you know, I love Uma Thurman. So it just kind of bang, bang, bang. Everything kind of just fell into place. Um, 
So any opportunity I get to do that dance, I'm all over it. So, and again, it's, you know, it's one of my favorites, uh, hands down. Actually, that's the video I chose to do my walkthrough post as my walkthrough video of the day on, uh, I seen that. Our YouTube channels was doing with Thurman <laughs> Teach. Yeah. Um, from back in uh, 2016 uh, when you taught yeah. it at Windy City. So, yeah, went back some back a little bit of time for you. Yeah. Four years. So, uh, let's go ahead and touch on this. Uh, you're still working during all this, uh, all this time with the pandemic with COVID 19. You're working in an ER. What's it like being out there on the front line dealing with this every day? Uh, it's. You know, the ERs in some areas are busy and booming and other ones are slowing. Um, we don't, I want to say we don't see as many patients, but we're seeing a lot of sicker patients uh, right now, um, which is unfortunate. I think one of the biggest problems, <coughs> excuse me, people are across the country and across most countries right now um, are scared to go to hospitals um, or they don't think we're open. Um, and that's com the complete opposite. We are open 24 seven and we want people to come to the ERs. If you're sick, if you're truly having an emergency, um, because we don't want to wait people to wait too long and then they're too sick. Uh, and that's where you get to hear all these stories on the media about people on vents and everything. Um, you know, we are seeing that kind of stuff. We are seeing sick and dying people. It's unfortunate. Um, I have some colleagues that have been sick. Um, obviously we know some of the dance people have been, uh, sick. Some are still sick and getting through it, through it right now. Um, but the one thing if I can convey as a, you know, an ER nurse, I'm also a firefighter and I'm also a corrections nurse. So I'm working all three front lines right now is to make sure people understand that, <coughs> excuse me, that the ERs are open, urgent cares are open. And if you really feel that you're sick and you need to be seen, don't hesitate the worst thing that can happen is you're going to go to an ER, urgent care. They're going to see you, say you're fine, and send you home. You know, and that's 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 a best case scenario for me as a nurse is that you know I'm able to treat you and send you home. What I don't want to see is people coming in on a stretcher and clinging to their life um, because they didn't know we were open or they were scared that they were going to catch something while in an ER. Let me promise you, the ERs are sanitized heavily. Right. We are, we are completely covered in PPE. We are consistently and constantly washing the ERs, the beds, the telemetry leads, the monitors, the countertops, our hands, everything. Um, it is, you know, beyond sanitized on, you know, hospitals are normally sanitized, but we've just stepped up so much more level, yeah. uh, <clears throat> because of this, because we want people to come and be seen if they need to be seen. Now, if you're not sick, you know, use your primary care doctor, use your urgent care clinics, um, you know, call 911, you know, you know, those are their resources there for people that are sick. So, you know, please understand we are open. We are here to take care of you. And I would, I would have, I would love nothing more to take care of a hundred people in one day. If that's what it took to make sure everybody was getting healthy and the, the medical attention they needed to, to be seen. Right, right. Hopefully we'll just uh, go back to normal here sooner than later. So Correct. It'll be a little calm down. So uh, I know you're sticking to yourself pretty. You build your deck. Uh, you've been working out, sticking to the gym. Uh, what else are you doing that besides uh, work, 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 and working on the house? Uh, are you doing with this a uh, little bit of downside you might have? 
Oh, here, let me show you. Hey, Tiff. <laughs> I think he's going to bring in the dog. Everyone's going to get Tiff. their wish. Bring me Zeus. <laughs> I don't I, think I, he's going to fit on your lap mowing the lawn much longer. No, he uh, weighed him this morning. He's 32 pounds. He's uh, Australian Shepherd slash Rottweiler mix. We picked him up right after Fort Wayne. He was all of like eight pounds when we picked him up. Um, so this is my this is my lovely this is my best friend Bud. He uh, we do everything together. Look at that. Say look at that. Oh, oh, I love the kisses. Oh, I love the kisses. Say hi. Say hi Zeus. Say hi Zeus. Hi Zeus. So <clears throat> when I'm not. When I'm not uh, working, I'm here playing with this guy. We, we go for usually about a three-mile walk every day, um, and then we play in the yard. He's been helping me build the deck, or should I say, like, <laughs> grab at stuff that he's not supposed to. Um, <clears throat> I'm current. Oh, thank you. Oh, I love you, too. I'm currently in my office, which kind of doubles as my gym. Um, so it's funny. When he sees the dumbbells and stuff, he's trying to uh, grab them with his teeth and stuff like that. Um, he hasn't quite been able to master the 50 pound uh, fly yet, but he's working on the, uh, he's working on the two pound curls. That's for sure. So oh, I'm going to get playful. Oh, you're going to say, say hi, oh, say hi man. to everybody. He has gotten big. I remember, um, getting pictures the day you picked him up after, uh, <clears throat> after we had lunch before we got on the road from Fort Wayne and yeah, he wasn't that big then. <laughs> no. So, and everybody can follow him on Facebook and Instagram, Zeus the lightning. He had his first ice cream today, and oh boy, did he like that. I bet. So, all I right, bet. buddy, ready to go back and play? All right, Tiff, come grab him. All right, say bye, bye buddy. Say bye. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Zeus. Uh, Nanette just asked a good question. Um, are you having <clears> to take <throat> any special precautions having to come home from the ER when you come home to, um, with Tiffany there and the dog? Because I know Tiffany, um, you said, it's not working that much, even though she does, because they're not doing many surgeries. So even though she's on call, it hasn't been that often. Sorry. He's running all he's running all around here. She's trying to grab him. So <laughs> you get him? All right. All right. Sorry. Give me one second. No worries. <laughs> this is what happens when you bring the dog down the set. Minor. minor. Sorry, sorry, guys. Minor uh, Zeus yeah. break. <laughs> and uh, like i said when he's in my office he loves it in here he's always chasing on the weights and i got a right. couple of toys in here for him too so um so what was the question again special precautions thank you nanette yeah, um nanette. so as soon as i cut as soon as i i generally i go to work in a set of scrubs um when i leave work i you know hit sanitize i try to change scrubs there get in my car come home and then i take those scrubs and Pretty much, as soon as I walk in the door, everything comes off right into the washer, uh, and then I take a shower right away uh, before. And I work uh, four in the afternoon till three in the morning. So Tiffany's sleeping, Zeus is sleeping. Um, so after I'm done my shower, then I play with Zeus for usually a half hour, take him outside, uh, whatnot. As far as uh, Tiffany and I are concerned, you know, we're we've been together for almost 21 years. We're both adults. We know that, you know, the smart thing right now is to, you know, love you. Hey, love you. Um, we have a we have a king size bed so we can both spread out and still be, you know, it's not six foot, but it's still far enough away that, uh, you know, we're making sure everything is safe and being, you know, cautious. Um, because the last thing I want to do is come home <clears throat> and either make her 
or the dog's sick. And then we have an in-law apartment attached to my house that my mother-in-law lives there. Um, so my, I try to restrict any kind of visits, um, there as well. Um, type deal. Cause again, I don't want, my main concern is, um, is me getting someone sick because, you know, even though I don't feel sick and people need to understand this, you can be asymptomatic and still spread the, the coronavirus. Um, you know, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer or nothing like that, but you know, when I leave out of the house to go to the store, if I need something, I put on a mask, you know, I hand sanitize, sanitize my hands, you know, that kind of stuff. It's the little things that each individual person can do that on the grander, on the bigger stage will help this end sooner. Um, I got in a conversation with someone the other day and not getting political or anything, but you know, they're complaining about government overreach and stuff like that. I don't want to get into like He said, she said on the chat here guys. Um, but what I'm going to say is that it's kind of like when we were children and me and Kelly, we talked about this yesterday or this morning a little bit about, you know, your parents tell you to be home for before the lights come on. Right. And you come home late. They tell you if you're home late again, you're going to get grounded. You come home late again. They tell you a third time. The next time you come home late, you're going to be grounded. It's kind of what the government had told us three months ago. Try to stay home. Try not to get big, all this other stuff. And, you know, I'm just as guilty of it. All of us are. None of us were innocent of this. We didn't heed the warning. And then finally, you know, Big Brother stepped in and said, if you guys don't want to do the right thing, we'll make you do the right thing. And now it's just it's just gotten to another level. Right. Anybody agrees or not agree with it. Again, I'm not, I don't want to get into a political thing here. Um, but we were told months ago to limit stuff. And we as a society um, chose not to listen to that. And then it caused this overreach. So hopefully people start to take notice. You know, we flatten this curve um, and we can get back to normal. What yeah. the new normal would be. And this is the one thing I'm afraid for as an event director, as a choreographer, as an instructor. Um, The new norm obviously might be for some of us event directors is having to rely on local talent at our events because some of the, you know, the um, people from Canada might not be able to travel to the US. The Europeans might not be able to travel to the US. The West Coast people might not be able to travel or they might not want to. and I think that I don't think it's going to be a problem because I think all of us are in do it together. Um, all of us event directors, you know, work together fairly well over the course of the year before any of this happened. And I think we will continue to work together, um, instructors, choreographers, event directors, that we build a strong bond that all of us can survive this and continue on to do something that everybody loves and everybody wants to do. You know, this is a. Uh, a great passion. This is my 25th year. I'm super excited to say that I've been doing this 25 years. Um, and if it's not for the people that are on the chat right now on the other end that come to our events and hire us and come to our classes and are online right now watching our interviews, we don't get to do this. And, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I can't say this enough, you know, we thank you and we love all of you guys and thank you for continuing to support us no matter if it's through virtual classes or interviews or, you know, I have people that just Facebook message me every now and then and just ask me, Hey Derek, we know you're on the front line. How are you doing? Um, little things like that mean a lot to all of us, not just to me, but you know, reaching out to a, and you can pick out whatever name you want, Christopher Gonzalez and saying, Hey Christopher, we haven't seen you for a while. I haven't heard from you. How are you doing? You know, and right. just those, that little bit is just, is phenomenal. 
Yeah, and I, we this is kind of like a, we got a built-in uh, show idea right off the bat. The question is, what event's going to take the initiative? And uh, easiest costumes, mask, mask, and gloves. Whole the yeah. whole COVID nineteen theme show. I can see it coming now. The question is, what event does it first? Of who gets the first uh, COVID nineteen themed uh, Saturday night show? I can see it now. So huge shout out to Tiffany, your uh, your lovely wife, who is uh, filling in because uh, uh, normally. Chris does a really good job, and I don't think he's on today, of uh, popping up all the, the links to the step sheets, and uh, she's plugging them in right away for me. So thanks, Tiff. I know you're in the other room dealing with Zeus, so uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, Maddie B., I want to just uh, special shout-out to you. Thank you. I got my card the other day. Thank you so much. I loved it. I love that seal. Um, thank you again. It uh, really brightened my day on, uh, on a, you know, when I was uh, this past weekend, I was really, really sick. Uh, some people know that I, I feared that maybe I was finally catching the vid, um, <clears throat> and maybe it was just over exhaustion. Um, cause I slept for about 20 hours, woke up Monday morning, you know, 10 feet tall and bulletproof. And between me and my supervisor there, I pretty much finished the deck on Monday, which was nice. So, uh, nice. but I was, I was honestly scared there for, you know, for a little while there going, you know, I, you know, I've been around people. I don't want this, you know. No one wants it, but I really, really don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you do a lot of traveling. You and Tiffany are at a lot of events. Um, okay, before I get to that, <laughs> you got JP and, uh, and and Big Jim and the thing wondering to know, uh, are, do you really wear scrubs or you dress as a candy striper as, when you go to work? <laughs> work or home? No, I don't. Work, no, I, I feel for Tiff if you uh, dress as a candy striper at home. I, I don't want to see that costume. Yeah, I got I, I got myself one of those sexy nurse costumes, you know, <laughs> at home. Uh, no, I don't, at work I wear the basic navy blue, um, you know, surgical cap right now, and then the yeah. N95. I actually thought about coming on screen today with the <laughs> N95 on, but when you wear this thing for twelve hours a day, seven days, yeah, a you week, don't want to wear that, that any costume, more than you have to. Any opportunity you can get to take that thing off, man, I, I just don't want it on my face. Um, so it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, this is nice. I was growing a full beard. Um, I was so excited cause it was actually filling in for the first time in my 44 years. I was actually, it was actually half ass filling in and then this all broke loose and I was like, nope, I'm going to nope. go with the beard. <laughs> nope. And then all of a sudden, you know, <clears throat> a few friends reached out to me and said, you know, Hey, what do you know about this? I'm feeling sick. Um, a couple of our dance friends that ended up getting, and I was like, you know what? I'm not risking that. And squeaky clean now, baby. Sorry, JP. I'll stop touching my face. Where's my hand sanitizer? <laughs> okay. So back to the other question I was going to ask you. So, uh, <clears throat> you and Tiffany are known to travel a lot. Y'all do come a lot of events. Um, yes. what is one event you'd like to come to either as an attendee or as an instructor that you've never been to? Um, in the U.S. or abroad? Either one. Uh, abroad, I would say the Crystal Boot. Um, I've never been, and I, it just looks like you know something a pinnacle of something that I would love to uh, love to go to, whether it be as an instructor um, or as an attendee. Either or, um, it just looks like you know there's people from all over the world that congregate in one place, um, and that would be. Uh, fabulous. Uh, one event in the U.S. 
I would have to either um, Fun in the Sun because I've never been, I've only been to Florida, you know, twice. I believe it's only been twice uh, in my life or no, three times now. Um, but it's always been in the off season. So I've not got to experience Florida. Right. Um, so I'd love the opportunity to attend or teach there. Jennifer Cameron, you know, Derek Steele, Fun in the Sun. Um, or the Las Vegas uh explosion uh event uh doug and jackie miranda um that looks like just a unbelievable event uh again uh attended very well on a whole from all over the world so you get to meet people not just from the u.s or not just from canada but like a global community party um so those would be the three that you know i have not attended before that i would love to get to at some point for sure your your wife votes for spring break uh, so, uh, which this true right now, we would be, it's, uh, we would be at Myrtle beach at, uh, at, uh, Steve Lascarbo's line dance of spring break. Uh, shout out to him. I know, uh, me and Will, Will made his post the other day. Um, we're all disappointed. We're not spending our week on the beach, uh, doing our normal week of partying on the beach, doing a little line dancing in between. So a uh, huge shout out to Steve looking forward to next year. Um, so make sure you check that out. That's always a fun event to go to. Right. Yeah, I would, that would be another one that would be up there on the list for sure. Because just because it's it's a, it's a a little bit of everything. Right. Uh, you know the mini golf, the hanging out. I believe they do some karaoke if I remember correctly. I thought I heard before. Uh, and again, it's been it's Friday been years since turned I've been into pretty much craziness friday night anything could happen when we go bar hopping down at uh, broadway at the beach you never know what's going to happen um willie white Sox is out there uh, willie brown for those who don't know his nickname of willie white Sox. he said that maybe next year uh they're going to rename it to the covid boot awards instead of the crystal boot awards <laughs> oh my god yeah hey if tiffany's out there listening can you bring me a headset bring me a pair of your uh earphones please my airpods are dying Uh-oh. i can't believe it <laughs> so, so pole uh, dancing <laughs> Kathy Moore pole yes, dancing uh, yes that it's and it's not even a really round pole it's a square pole so Friday night at spring break we never um, there's not a dance at the actual <coughs> hotel we go bar hopping at Broadway at the beach and we always start, start at Fat Tuesdays and um, they have one dollar fireball shots the entire time yeah. so uh Junior Willis decided one year he wanted to call himself uh, the greatest pole dancer. And uh, needless to say, Will Craig and Johnny Two-Step <laughs> end up going toe-to-toe with him in a pole dance-off in front of everybody, spectators, all of our dancers. And uh, needless to say, it got a little crazy. I'm just so. switching over headphones here. My AirPods are dead. No problem. Uh, shout out real quick to Maryland line dancer Frost to uh, saying hi from New Zealand. It's awfully early, I believe, there. Uh, I learned that from when Maddie was on the other day. Wow. So uh, New Zealand. JP says, look at you. You never have your music ready. You always forget your dongle. Now you forget to charge your earphones. No, goes, I charged them all. <laughs> He's like, welcome to my world. <laughs> I charge these bad boys all day. I need to get a hold of Brian McWhorter. Brian, if you're online, I need to, <laughs> I need to set a new ones, buddy. 
Ryan, your resident, your resident Apple, our <laughs> resident Apple uh, person that we talk, always call. Well, that's uh, it. Everything in front of me is Apple right now, and it's all because of Brian McWhorter. Um, my wife doesn't like when me and him get together because <laughs> I spend money. The last time we got together, I got this brand new iPad and pencil and all this stuff that I probably don't need, but I love. I feel, trust me, I feel your pain every time I, every time I call Brian, he's like, what do you want to buy now? And I'm like, don't tell me that. Yep. So Brian McWhorter, I need a new set of AirPods. <laughs> Jim, yo, we will not discuss this dongle no more. It's okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and ask, uh, since, uh, we, uh, might take a few minutes. <laughs> cool. Yes, Jim, we are the Kool-Aid drinkers. We do love our Apple products. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the question I've asked everybody, so I want to know what your answer is. Um, if money was no object, where would you hold an event? <coughs> Excuse me. And if money was no object, which I'm sure your your business partner, Jason, would love this theory. Yeah. Who would be the first five people you'd call up to have uh, on your staff? Considering we know uh, <laughs> Jason always like, no, you're not spending no more money. No, you're right. not spending no more money. No, you cannot add another instructor. <laughs> I get told that quite a bit. You guys know everything about me. I do. Um, I watch him do it. You Every time you walk up to him at the desk, he already has the word no ready for you because he knows you're going to ask him something to do with spending more money. It's just, it's hysterical. Yeah. Um, so if money was no if money was no object, um, I would love to do something in Tahiti slash Bora Bora. There you go. Um, with the over, so it would be like, you know, a vacation slash <clears throat> um, dance. Right. So they have the overwater villas there um, and be able to play with – hey, Jason, what's up? He's on now. All of a sudden we start talking about money. We Jason. start talking about you spending money and look who appears. Yeah, <laughs> Jason <no>. Miller. <laughs> um, so I would have to say Bora Bora Tahiti. And the funny thing is um, this hasn't been far off in my thinking over the past uh, about a year and a half. Um, I'm fairly new to cruising. And for 40 years, I pushed it off and said, no way. I was on my first cruise ship for 15 minutes with Jamie Marshall. We went to Alaska on the Bliss. And I called Jason up and said, where are we going next and how do I get there? Um, <clears throat> so we've kind of talked about things, birthdays and everything. So in 2026, it's Tiffany and I's 25th wedding anniversary. And it's also my 50th birthday. So I am already seeking out something to celebrate obviously two milestones um our wedding anniversary and my 50th if i make it there that's still six years ahead of us but uh um but i say you're trying to plan six years ahead that's plenty of time for her to kill you yeah (laughs) bury you under that new deck (laughs) yeah or it's plenty of her plenty of time for her to find out how to get rid of a body in bora bora too and collect (laughs) collect that insurance money uh so, you know, that would be something that I would definitely be interested in. You know, I'm going to tell everybody right now, keep an eye out for that because 25 years married to that beautiful woman and me turning 50 are two major milestones in one year for someone like me to hit. So um, instructor-wise, um, you know, I, I always have to kick it back to uh, my best friend, uh, my best man, uh, John Robinson. Um, without him, I wouldn't be the instructor I am today. Uh, Jamie Marshall, um, you know, she took me under her wing when I was like 17 years old. I slept on her couch a few different times, you know, Canadian kid down in 
you know, Louisville all by himself. And she took care of me down there, brought me to, to different places. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of my original mentors, um, and idol Scott Blevins, um, another one, the four of us kind of like, you know, even though we all started roughly the same time, obviously they shot like rockets and I just kind of, but I was happy with that. But those three were definitely responsible for what you see today. So if you don't like this, you can blame them. Um, <laughs> after that, uh, Rachel, um, just for everything she's brought to the line dance world, uh, the couple's world and just the dance world in general. Um, she never ceases to amaze me or anybody else with her, uh, forward thinking and everything she's done for the, uh, the dance world in general. Um, and then, um, the last one's hard. There's so many other people that I would like to thank and that I would like to say, but I'm going to go kind of off on the limb and I'm going to say, um, someone new and upcoming, um, because someone took a chance on me 25 years ago, 24 years ago, uh, and gave me an opportunity. That was Mr. Bill McLeod. Um, I was at an event in Kalamazoo. Um, he had seen some of my choreography, some of my teaching at a local area, <clears throat> coughed up one of his classes at Kalamazoo, kind of like my first, um, introduction to my wife. She was a, uh, door mom there. You know, she'll tell the story one way. I'll tell it another way. Um, <laughs> I taught the class. She kind of went and snitched to, uh, James Kellerman, who in turn went to Dennis and Carol Waite. Um, cause obviously it was Bill's class, not mine. Um, <clears throat> they finished off watching my teach at that point, Dennis and Carol wait. I love these people to death cause they gave me my first major break on the dance world, hired me for all their events right then and there. So it was my first experience with my wife, Tiffany as a snitch. Uh, my first experience with James Kellerman that he was the boss back then of the line dance world. Uh, and then Dennis and Carol wait. So I would have to say that I would, uh, and I try to do this even today at our event is bring in someone every year um, that might be known in their area, but not, might not be known globally or nationally. Um, so we always try to invite someone. Um, so one year we had Kayla, we've had Carrie Mouse, uh, Jill Weiss, um, always trying to, even though they're, they, you know, they're powerhouses in their own right, they just might not be getting that uh, national or global recognition at the big events that they deserve. Um, so I'm always looking to see who that next person is that wants to step up to that stage and have a good time. So that would be my fifth. Um, my fifth person is, you know, that new kid on the block that is just rare and wants to come play. Nice. Nice. Always nice to uh, give a chance to the newbies. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, uh, Tiffany said if she wants to get rid of you, she has a perfect excuse now. She can just blame it on COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, one of the other questions I want to ask you uh, before we get to the end here, because we got still a couple, uh, about 10 or 15 more minutes. Um, Brandon's a horse. He gave me a question for everybody this week. Um, <laughs> JP, we need a name. Well, that depends on when he decides to hold the event, whoever the up and coming is then. I, don't, I get where he was going with that. <clears throat> um, Brandon came up with the question of, uh, if you could name yourself as a dance step, as your personality, what would you be as a dance step? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to let people comment on that for a second because everybody knows what step I would be. Anybody that knows me from the nineties and I'm just interested to see if anybody will get that. So let's give them like a minute to, to chime in and see if they know what I would be. 
Jamie, John, JP. What would what would Tiff- a step be? Tiffany can't answer. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, that yeah, that would be kind of cheating if Tiffany answered. Ha, oh, Jason look- Miller was the first one, and he nailed it on the bot right off the top of what you'd be. Yeah, for everybody that knows me, obviously I'm Canadian. Um, <laughs> if you know any of my earlier dances, that that's the second one right there, Julie Ellis. <laughs> no, it's, the, it's the skate or the drunken sailor. Um, JP, JP, Bob, that, JP that, says skate. Whoever the hottest five. JP, you are. cannot go back and change your answer for your five instructors to whoever the hottest <clears throat> five instructors are at the time. Okay. Oh, Aaron's. Aaron's actually playing under Jason's name right now. Oh, oh hey, Aaron, what's going on? Uh, for those who uh, who have never met Aaron, if you want to see some amazing, awesome decorations, go see some of the pictures that were posted uh, from the Motor City's years past. This woman is a creative genius. I love getting to work with her, with coming up um, with different photo and video ideas. And uh, when we go to create the new <coughs> video for... Uh, Saturday night at Derek and the uh, Motor City, they do we do a video release of the next year's theme, and getting to collaborate this past year, I did, got to do the video for them and uh, Aaron. Yeah, I told me the theme and I she let me kind of <laughs> she let me run with it and it was fun. Are I'm we, loving it. Are we able to? Are you able to post that at some point? Maybe later tonight. I can. I can do that if I can. I gotta find where I put the video, but. Yep, I'll post that video up of uh, what the theme is that we made for next. Uh, we created for next year to release the video and the cast of characters. Uh, for those who don't know, his theme next year is the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. Uh, so yes, it's going to be a fun one. It's very, <coughs> very fitting considering it's Halloween time. Yep. So uh, just for everybody, Motor City Dance Classic, October 29th through the November 1st of this year barring any kind of uh, COVID issues. Uh, instructors this year, John Robinson, Joey Warren, Rona Kay, Jill Babinick, Jamie Marshall, Rosie Moltari, Lynn Martino, Tina Foster, Debbie Pankos, I'm going to keep going, Rhoda Lye, Carrie Mouse, Jill Weiss, Cody Flowers, Michael Divin. Your DJs are Michael Divin and DJ J.P. Potter. And I will also be teaching, and then we always, always, always sneak one in there Jason hopefully is not online right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> she won't. She won't tell. Uh, we always sneak one more in there. And again, this year, check us out on Facebook, Motor City Dance Classic. Um, we have a new hotel for those that have been at the old one. This is a brand new hotel. Um, I hopefully, video, can, I think the video of the hotel is still up on your Facebook page. Cool, and I'll page. I'll link that later today, and you can see this hotel. You can book rooms already. Gorgeous hotel, and it is in the heart of Troy, Michigan, which is like a food mecca and shopping mecca. One of the largest malls in southeastern Michigan is right next door to our uh, event hotel. Oh, nice. That should be fun. Um, I know we usually uh, always find a couple nearby places when we're up there because luckily you haven't never – you've never hit – and I'm going to knock on wood here. You've never had bad weather, like, like horrible weather during that time up there, which has always been great. Like there's been a couple where we can have some cold. It's been like cold, but like not like these massive snowstorms or anything like that. Yeah. It hasn't been the cold, rainy, slushy. We've had a little bit of rain or we've had a little bit of cold, but luckily for us. Right. uh, We haven't had that, you know, 
typical what people think of Michigan. And that's the thing up here in the end of October, uh, Michigan is for those that live here or that, you know, are familiar, we can have 80 degree weather in October and not even bat an eye. And, but we can also have 20 degree weather. Um, we haven't, we haven't seen that in years. More often than not, we've seen those 60 seventies, um, which has been nice. Um, especially hopefully this year with that, with that huge mall next door, like, it's got Neiman Marcus. It's got high-end stores. It's got medium-range stores. It's got everything. So everyone says great. Now I jinxed it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I was given I was given the one task because I flew in uh, before Kelly did, and I flew into the airport. And Tiffany calls me up. She goes, "Okay, you cannot leave the airport in the van until you have Rona K, Lynn Martino, and then Jill Weiss and her entire group from Connecticut." So I'm sitting there at the airport because I landed like 20 minutes before everybody. And I'm on the phone with Tiffany. I'm like, okay, who am I waiting on? And she sends me this list. And I'm just sitting there in front of the door waiting for people to come in. And I look for people that start looking around because I've never met Jill at that time or her group. I knew Rona and I knew Lynn. That was not a problem. That one I can handle. I knew them. But yeah, all of a sudden I'm like, I think this is the group because there are a bunch of like eight or nine of them. And boom, call Tiffany. Okay, I got the packages. Where do I go? (laughs) Yeah. And that's, uh, that's one of the things that Tiffany is so well organized of with is that, uh, for people that are coming in from out of state that fly in, you know, we can set their travel arrangements for them. Basically they're booking their air flight. Tell us, Hey, we need a shuttle to and from the hotel. We set that all up for you, um, and make sure we get you there and get you back. Um, we're super excited. This is our sixth year, our fifth anniversary uh and we're super excited and you know we're just going to continue to grow and grow each year um and bringing new and exciting people new and exciting instructors uh every year uh to the event um you know we love having kelly and kelly there obviously doing all our photography and our videos uh kelly you know hats off to you thank you sir uh, for everything you you did uh with the videos this year at last minute uh which was amazing uh, another shout out to JP and John uh, for all their hard work they do with the show, getting the music together, uh, putting the choreography together. My first year, um, I've always entrusted John with the choreography, but the first year I was heavily handed in it um, and should have known better that, you know, the staff that we have, we make sure that we pick a staff that's very cohesive together and plays well together um, because I feel that if they play well together and have fun together, that kind of goes out to the crowd and then it's just a bigger and funner party for everybody <clears throat> excuse me so i've pretty much stepped away from anything to do with the show um since year well year two i had a little bit but year three i've been gone uh john you know does an amazing job and every all the instructors they all have input which is which is beautiful um for those that have never been to motor city the show's not a long 30 40 minutes you know some people like that some people don't Um, we like to keep it to about five minutes. Basically we want to give the opportunity to highlight the instructors and then get everybody, all our family up on the floor dancing because that's what they're there for. They're there to dance, uh, not sit in seats and watch us dance. Um, so again, hats off to JP and John for everything that they do every year. And, uh, you know, we'll be getting together here before too long and I'll be sending them some, a little bit of information of 
what I'd like to go and they'll tell me, yeah, we got this and it'll be no which way I want to go. Kind of like what we do with Jamie with her show now is we get that, <laughs> we get that script and we get that thing. And then all of us instructors just kind of go, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I think that's what makes it fun is not knowing what's going to come up. Yeah. It's always a surprise because uh, sometimes you don't know what, how John's mind works at all. Like he no. could be thinking one, you can think he's thinking one way and he comes out totally the opposite direction. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's where I got it too is uh John and I spent a lot of a lot of time together the first probably 10 years of my career and uh you know we traveled together, we roomed together um just nonstop. We we have a ton of dances choreographed together. Um so people can check those out on Copper Knob. Um John and I, you know, we're one and the same but not the same. You know, it's funny. He was my best man, uh, you know, 19 years ago. And then not too many years ago, I was his best man. Um, and that just shows a testament of our friendship that, uh, you know, we are, you know, I love that guy to death. Yes. Huge shout out to John. He's an awesome, <clears throat> awesome guy. So thank you so much for coming on, Derek. It's been a blast getting a chat with you about, uh, your history in the world and everything going on. And, uh, I thank you for coming on, especially bringing on Zeus. That was yep. fun. I just want to say one more thing. Um, everybody, tomorrow night, I'll be doing the social disc dancing right. retro line. I'll be teaching one of my favorite dances of all time. Uh, go figure, a John Ta-ra. Robinson dance. Um, so I'm going to be teaching Switchblade tomorrow. And, you know, if people that have been doing the social disc dancing, they've seen some of the costumes and stuff. All I'm going to tell you is you want to check me out tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Thursday night, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. for the retro class because I am going to go completely 90s. So those that knew me in the 90s, everything, dance, dress, looks, you're going to, you're going to love it. For those that did not know me in the 90s, you're going to want to check this out. Uh, my, wife is not, my wife is not excited by any means because um, she's got a lot of work ahead of her tonight to – pull this off from 44 back down to like 24 um, <clears throat> or even 20 for that matter. So, uh, you know, make sure you come check us out tomorrow on the, the social disc dancing retro line. I'll be teaching uh, switchblade. One of my favorite dances by John Robinson. JP wants to know what hair color you're going with. So I guess uh, you might have to uh, check that out, JP. You never know. <laughs> uh. So uh, thank you for coming on today, man. It was great having you. And uh, thank you for everyone out there who tuned in. Uh, it's a blast doing these for you. Tomorrow night, well, tomorrow afternoon, 5 o'clock, we're going really old school, and I'm going out to the West Coast. I'm bringing on one of my good buddies, Michael Barr, on the show. I'm sure he's got tons of information he's going to gladly share with us on his history and dance and line dancing. So that's just going to be a fun time. Also, in a few minutes on our Facebook page, uh, Kelly and I are going to be posting a post with some pictures on it. We need you to vote. We have a special project coming up, and we need a cover photo voted for. We narrowed it down to four, but we want you guys out there at home to choose a photo. So tune into the photo. It's going to have four of them on there. Each one's going to have a different emoji assigned to it. <coughs> Hit that emoji. That way, um, we're going to run that competition all the way up till Friday. Whatever picture gets the most votes is going to be the cover photo for a new project we're working on. So tune in Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Until tomorrow, guys. See ya. Thank you, guys. Love you all.
Be safe. Love each other.